0: Look at my butt. Show number 192 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talkin' Trek.
1: Well, listeners... Listeners. This will be our last show before attending the Chicago Star Trek Convention.
0: Yes, we are so excited because we are going to be there in person, and we have just so much stuff planned for our time together. We have things to do, people to see, places to go, and it's going to be awesome. It
1: is going to be so wonderful. I am so looking forward to it. And um, as I posted on Facebook recently, and I hope that all of you guys are getting our Facebook updates Um, I have said on several shows that it's out in Schaumburg, which is a pretty fur piece from the airport. And I was dead wrong. I don't know where I got that idea. It's in Rosemont, which practically is the airport. (laughs) So if you're coming in for it, you know, and you're flying into O'Hare, you might even be able to just get there on the blue line. I know it stops in Rosemont, but I don't know how close to the hotel. Mm -hmm. But um, So it's in Rosemont. Not Schaumburg. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're planning on being there and you want to meet up with us or you and or attend our room party, which will be Saturday night, um, be sure to communicate with us probably via email, look at his butt at gmail.com. So we will have a way to get in touch with you and let you know our room number and what our mm-hmm. plans are and so we can all, you know, get together and have fun and do our, our, our trekky butt watching things.
0: This is right. We will be very visible at the con. We will be everywhere doing things and probably uh, live tweeting some things as we're running around and seeing things and going to the dealer's room and taking pictures and just basically enjoying the hell out of ourselves at the con.
1: And I will probably be wearing either, because we're there two days, uh, my What Would Kirk Do? (laughs) t-shirt <laughs> or boldly been there, boldly done that
0: t-shirt mm-hmm. So, and uh, I will be wearing my look at his butt t-shirt at least one of those days, probably okay. not both of them because it might be a little, a little too smelly on the second <laughs> day, you know how cons are and I don't yes. want to be one of those great unwashed at a Star Trek convention because uh, yeah. that would just be yeah, bad that's kind of yeah. okay so looking forward to next weekend Whee! yeah now, we have, um, uh, well, let, let's start off with the thing that Bill just posted today, because this is, in fact, breaking news, it, and I feel like... It really is. <laughs> As we were going through getting all our stuff together for the show, I was like, oh, my God, he just did this today, so let's talk about it. Yes. Um, so, Bill is, is still doing Shatner's World uh, mm-hmm. at various places around the country, and he's going to be doing it in Las Vegas, so he's been promoting that, and he's doing it in partnership sort of, with Mm Priceline.com. Of course, he continues to do very, very prominent work for them. So he decided, or maybe Priceline decided, I'm not quite sure who decided this, that they were going to sponsor a contest. So here's the contest. Um, It's a three-night stay at the MGM Hotel provided by Priceline.com, plus two VIP tickets to see Bill in Las Vegas on June 19th to the 21st, 2014. And the way you win this is you have to tell Bill why you should be the one to win this. And you can use any medium that you would want to do this. So you can make a video. You can do a photo, a text. Presumably, you could do an audio recording like a podcast. Mm -hmm. Bill Bill can get it through his head what a podcast actually is. And you have to post it online and then send an email to the special address, which is Shatner L-V for Las Vegas, okay. at gmail.com. And then include all of your contact information and your Twitter handle in the email. Um, so he just posted this on Twitter just today. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, do, is Priceline paying your airfare?
0: Priceline is not paying your airfare, so you're responsible for actually getting your butt to Las Vegas. Oh, wow. I know. Uh, I guess Do you they can only... Does VIP include meeting Bill or just sitting in the front row? Well, here's the thing. So uh, <laughs> I have many questions. This, I, I have many questions as well, and he, here's what I'm looking at on the screen. Bill tweeted a link to a Twitter photo, a TwitPic, and... <laughs> The top of it is very nice and bold, and then there's the rules, which are in, like, six-point type. Oh, no. In, in aerial narrow, and I can barely read them. And I looked and looked and looked, and I couldn't find a better image of this, mm-hmm. like, on the web somewhere where you could actually read it. So I've been squinting <laughs> and getting, like, my magnifying glass Can't out. Can't you so I can zoom it up or it. something? I've been trying, and it just makes it... Flurry. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's just oh. it's pixelated. God, God. So here's what what I can make out. Um, first of all, you have to be 21 or older because it's at a Las Vegas hotel. Okay, well we qualify. Uh, okay. You have to follow Bill on Twitter, which I assume everybody who's anybody does. Yes. To start with, um, the prize does not include travel to Las Vegas. Transportation is up to. The sole responsibility of the winner. Okay. Um, you must be able and capable to travel to Las Vegas, arriving on June 19th and departing on June 22nd, 2014. Okay. Um, any taxes, fees, fees, food expenses are to be paid by the winner, so they're not paying for your your meals while you're there. Um, contest is open to anyone over 21 who agrees to be able to travel to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Prize can't be transferred. Um, Mr. Shatner shall have the right to disqualify any entries that um, he deems to be obscene, vulgar, uh, <laughs> sexually explicit, lewd, derogatory, inappropriate, or otherwise not in good taste. As, discrimin- <laughs> well, as that eliminates discri- everybody. I know. I know. <laughs> well, it and it's I love this. I know. <laughs> as discriminated as determined by his sole discretion. So Bill is the total arbiter of what makes it through as an actual en- en- entry or winner.
1: Okay, wait, i got to ask. Yes. Is this a prize for two? Like you get two tickets? Yes, you get okay, two, okay, two tickets. Okay, right. yeah. Because uh, I'm all not going en- without you.
0: Oh, no. Uh, what would be the fun of that? <laughs> <be> one person <laughs> really? to go? Uh, all entries must be 100% your original work, and you must not use any copyrighted material. And then in parens it says, Captain Kirk, Denny Crane, recordings made by others. So you can't use clips from anything he's been in okay uh this contest is void where prohibited by law now um the thing about it is it's a very short contest and the deadline is june 4th which is only really a few days away yeah it's um wednesday wednesday yeah wow so there you go he just thought thought this up today or maybe he didn't think it up today and you know well he didn't uh,
1: mention it last night on the craig ferguson show so i think they just thought it up
0: (laughs) yeah Could well be. So there it is. There's the contest. So tell Bill why you should be the one to win this hotel stay and tickets to the show.
1: Oh, wow.
0: So we have to figure out why we should be the one. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we should be the ones to win, but we have to figure out a convincing way, a way that would make him choose us. Well,
1: and here's the other thing. I think um, the winning entry or the the finalist entries are going to, to be people who... Use media and computer artwork and and all those sort of things uh, better than than I know I do.
0: Mm. I suppose. Mm. I, I mean, it doesn't seem like the point of this is to make a beautiful PowerPoint presentation.
1: No, not a PowerPoint. Oh. But I'm thinking people are going to make little movies I
0: guess. and put in
1: you know special effects and.
0: Uh, but. It doesn't say that that's why you would win. It just says tell Bill why you should be the one to win. I know, I know, but I'm just saying yeah. that I think the the
1: probably more uh creatively gifted in those areas are are going to I mean, you know, I could I could write up a sob story in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, yeah, if that's yeah. all that's required.
0: That's true. Well, it it doesn't nowhere does it say what the criteria for the winner should be. It right, doesn't right. say it's the most creative, it doesn't say um you know the the most heartfelt or the biggest sob story or anything like that it It just says, Tell Bill why well, you should do you have it. an idea um I was gonna say we should just tell him it's because we've been doing a podcast about him for the last six years, <laughs> and he's totally ignored us and, and he's he ignored us. it, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know that that We'd love to tell him in person why we've been doing this podcast about him forever. And you know what else? It doesn't say you can't lie. Uh,
1: it doesn't say you can't lie. That's so true. So we could say every other living member of the original crew has appeared on our show. <laughs> and we haven't been able to get you.
0: Uh, that's true. And a number of
1: them said to us, you'll never get Bill. That's true. So prove them wrong, baby.
0: Mm-hmm we could we could make up anything. Yeah, it's I like I kind of like that story. Okay. Well, we could or maybe we could make it a contest for him. We could say, <laughs> "Bill, here are here are four things and three of three of them are true and one of them is a lie and you have to figure out which one is the lie." Oh, oh, I love that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, that would be a challenge for him, right? And he can never resist a challenge. That's so, I true. think he'd be into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, a contest, and that would be so much fun to win that one. How much do you
1: want to bet the person who wins is somebody who tells a great story about being beaten up for being a fan of William Shatner? (laughs) Well, we could make one up. No, I don't want to to be a victim. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I do think the podcast might be a very legitimate excuse.
0: Well, we're the only ones. I mean, we are legit the only people that I know of yeah. in the world who have been doing a podcast for as long as we have about William Shatner. <laughs> well, and we should really
1: exaggerate it. You know, not only have all the TOS people appeared on it, but um, his two living ex-wives and Liz and his daughters. <laughs> <laughs> And a belly dancer who he went down on that on a first drunk. date. Right, and <laughs> they've right.
0: all been on the show. They've all been on the show. It's true. <laughs> well, let's give this some thought and uh, <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, we, we could, I think we could throw some statistics at him and show him how many shows that we've done and, and how many listeners we have and just well, say, then Bill, we'll, it's, it's all about you. It's, it, that's, we don't talk about anything else. Really, we don't. never. Occasionally,
1: ever. <laughs> we talk about sex toys, and sometimes and we talk about some other sci-fi or some other, you know, movies or whatever. But yeah. you know, it's almost it's ninety-nine point nine percent pure Shatner.
0: It's true, and we've seen so much of his stuff just mm-hmm. to be able to talk about it. Yes. Mhm. So I, I think that's pretty compelling.
1: Okay, we'll we'll get that together. <laughs> so there's that. That happened today. Okay. You know what else we should say? What? We should do an, a little mini, you know, like two-minute audio podcast just for mm-hmm. Bill that mm-hmm. we're going to send him and point out that this podcast has um, has gone on despite us now living practically at opposite ends of the country.
0: That, yeah, absolutely. That I shows
1: determination. I completely And that agree. we have traveled for this podcast. We traveled to Minneapolis. Where else mm-hmm. did we go? We went to Vegas for the podcast. We
0: went to Shatner Weekend
1: down in L.A. We went to Shatner Weekend, that's right.
0: Yeah, we've done all Mm -hmm. kinds of things. I mean, we we have done things in service of this show and in service of our fandom.
1: Yes, of which we are probably the leaders, if not the only two members.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we have a Ph.D. in, (laughs) in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. He's got to We've been asked that. to be
1: the commencement speakers at Starfleet Academy.
0: <laughs>
1: we have come back in time.
0: Yeah. To make that's what sure it is.
1: William Shatner is never forgotten. Oh, I like mm. that. we got to be time travelers. Okay, we that's good. We absolutely
0: like have to be time travelers. Okay. Good. Okay, I like it. I like All it right. a lot. We'll work on that. Yeah, I agree. We'll do a special two minute podcast just for him. Okay. Oh, I think this is wonderful. All right, good. Okay. Moving along, um, you you have some stuff on your list. Yes. Uh, do, you, do you want to jump into uh, some of these things? Yes. New, and, and the the first one is not as breaking a news, but barely
1: barely twenty four hours old. In fact, not twenty four hours older old. Bill was on the Craig Ferguson show last night. Oh yay! <clears throat> and not doing a cold open, but actually as a guest on the show. Wow, that's unusual. Well, it yeah. Lately, he's been doing the cold opens, but um, it was. A, Excuse me, a really funny show because to start out, I don't even know how they got on the topic, but before Bill came out, when Craig was talking to Jeff the robot, they Uh got into talking about Santa Claus and how Santa Claus must have magic pubes. (laughs) And I just thought Bill has to be sitting backstage just dying that somebody is out there, you know, talking dirty about Santa's magic pubes Mm -hmm. and Bill isn't part of it, you know. (laughs) so you know when he came out of course eventually it did the conversation did turn to magic pubes and it was just as as freewheeling and weird and wacky and i'm sure if if the link isn't if it's not up on youtube or cbs's website now it will be soon but bill was there to plug that he's going to be in vegas doing the show Mm -hmm. the 19th 20th 21st and um he also this was very interesting i thought he had just come from a reigning competition. Oh, Straight okay. to the Ferguson show. Wow. And, um... And so uh, Craig was like, oh, what's, what's raining? What's that? And Bill, of course, explained it in the worst way possible, saying, well, the horses have to do all these moves that they would be doing if they were, you know, herding cows and having to block them off. And Ferguson's going, why would you block a cow? And <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, and Bill said, well, you know, sometimes they have to be taken care of. You have to doctor them. And this became... Ferguson's running joke was Shatner doctoring cows, you know. But um it's a competition and this is the most Shatner thing I have ever heard Bill say. I can't wait. Okay. Go. Craig said, "So did you win?" And Bill goes, "I'm in the process of winning. I have to go back Sunday and do some more." And I thought, "That's part of why he always wins. He's not in the process of competing." oh no he's in the process of winning winning
0: that's his whole
1: attitude it, right
0: there it was i just i i
1: loved it so um so then they're talking about vegas and uh and craig says so is there a cow in it does a cow come out and <laughs> you know you doctor the cow and bill goes no 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 i'm doing the whole thing with uh wit and intelligence and, and warmth and, and Ferguson goes, oh, that'll never fly in Vegas. What the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> so they were just their usual silly selves. They ran over time, as always. As always, and yeah. it was wonderful. And I was thinking, and I posted this on the Shatner Facebook thing today, that um, Bill is the main reason I was sad to hear that Craig Ferguson is wrapping up the Late Late Show in December.
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard going, that too. Bill
1: goes on other sh- talk shows, he's very entertaining and everything else, but he is never as just out there and insane and just, you know, as silly as he wants to be as he is with Ferguson.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I think Craig Ferguson will probably miss that too because he he definitely enjoys. You can really tell that he mm-hmm. enjoys those those visits.
1: Yes, but um, I just love that. I'm in the process of winning. Oh,
0: that's great!
1: And I love lo- it. He looked good. So, um, yes, it was it was a, a very fun appearance, and uh, I'm hoping a link will go up soon so everybody can see it who didn't stay up for it.
0: Oh, good. Yay! Go, Bill! Go, Bill! Go, Bill! Yeah. Okay, also, Bill is up for an award. I saw that. This is amazing. This Star is, Trek, still winning awards Still winning many, many years later. 40
1: years after it went off the air or whatever. <clears throat> it is the nominations for the 30th Annual Television Critics Association Awards. And um, the original series, TOS, is up for a Heritage Award to be given to one long-standing program that has had a major cultural or social impact. The other four nominees include Lost, Saturday Night Live, South Park, and Twin Peaks. <laughs> now, for me, TOS trample, tramples them all. Oh, totally, yeah. Uh, the only other one I would say had a significant impact is Saturday Night Live, but yes. since it hasn't been funny
0: in 20 years, yeah, you know... Yeah, I, I would say so. And, you know, Twin Peaks is an interesting inclusion on that mm-hmm. list. And I would say it did have, um, hmm, I wouldn't say a, a social impact. And I would say it had a cultural impact, but in a very narrow sense. Like yes. Sort of, not a major cultural impact. Right. It had a very specific artistic impact. I don't think it changed television in any way, not like Star Trek did, sort of. Well,
1: and that's everything lost? I mean yeah. Lost was like flavor of the month and then Flavor of the Month was Mad Men and then Flavor mm-hmm. of the Month was Breaking Bad. And you know, of of those three, I think Lost has had the least long-lasting effect. Yeah. South Park I think is really really funny. I enjoy it totally, but again, I'm not seeing this cultural social impact. Yeah. So to me it's going to come down or what I think it should come down to is TOS or Saturday Night Live, and it's got to be TOS.
0: Oh, I agree completely.
1: Now, William Shatner has been nominated for the Career Achievement Award given to an individual who has influenced television through his or her work on the small screen. The other uh, nominees are Mark Burnett, James Burroughs, Valerie Harper, and Jay Leno. (laughs) And my response is, one of these things is not like the others, and it's Jay Leno.
0: Jay Leno, what a weird uh, conglomeration of people, though. I mean, you've got Bill, who's an actor, Valerie Harper, who's an actor, like you said, Jay Leno, who's a talk show host, and then Mark Burnett and James Burroughs, who are producers Mm -hmm. and writers. Like, why are you lumping producers and writers in with actors? Because their influences are very, very different. You know, yep. you could say that someone like James Burroughs did have a huge influence because of his attachment to um, so many of those very, uh, the, you know, the big
1: sitcoms in the eighties. So many, yeah, of the seventh, James the late
0: seventies, and the eighties. Yeah. yeah, but so different from the influence of someone like Bill. Or you know, I, I grant that Valerie Harper was a, a very influential actor, given the roles that she had and, and things that she did. But like, why? Why would you put? Different people with different jobs in the same category. That's weird. The thing that pisses me off the most
1: is Jay Leno. Uh, The only cultural impact he had or cultural significance is that he replaced Johnny Carson. Yeah. So it's like there was this fantastic guy who hugely was an incredible cultural impact and a national treasure and the talk show host of talk show host. And you replaced him and you weren't nearly as good and you pissed off a lot of people and you became the punchline to a joke yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. what has what is his cultural relevance? I would say None. So, um, and Valerie Harper, I like her a lot and everything, but I don't think she's had the impact throughout a, a lifetime on the small screen. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I agree, so yeah. I agree. so I think it's got to go to, to Bill or Burnett or Burroughs, you know, those mm-hmm. are the three contenders. And I think it's just going to be, do you want to reward in front of the camera or behind the camera?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Weird. Yes. So weird. I
1: know all right all right okay well now i gotta get back to my list
0: <laughs> it disappeared okay well, let, let's talk about i have the one link here that you sent to the um hollywood sci-fi museum plan, yes because this sounds amazing
1: yes so you talk for a bit
0: all right well this is um the planned it's not done yet but they're raising money for it um a sci-fi museum in hollywood and it's the New Starship Foundation that plans on opening a sci-fi museum in Hollywood next year. It will be the world's first dedicated science fiction museum that will celebrate sci-fi in film, TV, art, and literature.
1: Okay, that's wrong. Okay, because there is that one in uh, In Seattle Seattle. that you went to, yeah, and that has the original captain's chair and all this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So that's wrong. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Quote, the museum project began two years ago when writer-fan Houston Huddleston, that's a great name.
1: Oh, that is
0: good. That's, that's almost like, Dickensian. That's, I was going to say, that's a very Dickensian <laughs> name, yeah. Um, found two J.K. Rowling, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, found two discarded Star Trek Enterprise bridge sets created by Paramount in 1998 for touring and decided to restore them. Uh, This museum will be an interactive museum with fully immersive environments and touchscreens that will incorporate old and new footage from actors, filmmakers, and NASA astronauts and scientists, and will present both the fact and fiction of sci-fi. This will eventually teach science, technology, and engineering-based education in a fun new way to all ages. And then they have a list of all of the exhibits, which will be, and I love that they start with Star Trek. Of like, course. that's the first thing, of course. And it basically lists every science fiction show that's been on TV in the last mm-hmm. 40 years, and movies, too. And then they have Game of Thrones in there. It's like, really? I, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's not really science fiction. Uh, yeah, well, let's, uh, we'll talk about that later, too. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, so they're doing a Kickstarter, and they're trying to raise uh, $82,000 to do this. Oh, they should be able to raise that. Yeah, one would think so.
1: Now, I like the map, the little map.
0: Yeah. Because
1: what I want to point out is how much space is given to Star Trek,
0: <laughs> of course, as opposed most to of it. anybody else. <laughs> as it should be. As it should be. Yep. Yep. So that
1: you know, if that happens, that's pretty exciting, and we will, of course, have to check that out. Oh, as, I think if, so. As yeah. uh, time travel tra- travelers. Collecting mm-hmm. important uh, sci-fi data. Um, yep. uh, on the subject of museums, I don't know if you've heard this, <clears throat> but uh, the city of Chicago is a possibility for George Lucas's museum.
0: Oh, uh-huh. why?
1: Um, well, he, the city of San Francisco and Lucas could not come to an agreement over something. And he also has a home in Chicago. So Chicago sort of stepped up and said, well, we want to do it. And I thought, you know, I wasn't really interested. I thought, oh, that's nice. Well, then, two days ago, I read a letter to the editor in the Tribune, and it was from a woman saying she was very much opposed to this because it's going to be in grant park and it's not a park if you put buildings in it and i thought hell yes i agree with this lady grant park is you know my backyard and it's green Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful it's got fountains and that's where i take my dog and i don't want buildings there Mm-hmm. So I was all set to get on my anti-George Lucas wagon. And then I read an article then the next day where it's, no, the place it's proposed is nowhere near Park. <laughs> it is on the waterfront, but it's fairly far south of here. So then I thought, I don't care. because um, <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm totally not in my backyard when it comes to Star Wars. But uh, then it may still go to San Francisco because now the city is coming around to Lucas's way of thinking. So <laughs> either way... You or I are getting a George Lucas Museum.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd be thrilled. Yeah, terrific. I'm so excited about that. (sighs) But speaking of Game of Thrones. Yes,
1: tell me. Okay, yesterday I saw Maleficent. Oh, yeah. How was that? Well, we'll talk about it. But um, (laughs) that tells you what I thought. No, um, when I was looking it up on Fandango or whatever, it lists it as sci-fi fantasy.
0: Okay. And I
1: thought, okay, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I know it's based on a fairy tale. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't think there's going to be anything scientific at all. (laughs) And there wasn't. And the same for Game of Thrones, the same for Lord of the Rings, there is no science in any of those. And that, I'm not saying that's bad, but they are fantasy.
0: Yeah, I can
1: never understand why those get lumped together.
0: Uh, Because people are stupid and don't know what to call them. Okay, I'll I'll accept that. Um, One of
1: the very few things
0: that I think has successfully
1: and very successfully melded both sci-fi and fantasy is Sherry Tepper's book, Beauty, Mm -hmm. which is one of my all-time favorites. And it is also at least superficially, a retelling of the Sleeping Beauty story.
0: Hmm, Okay. And
1: I adore that book. I've pushed it on so many people. So you should all go out and read it. But So I went and saw Maleficent because I was thinking, well, I love fairy tales. I'm a sucker for them. And it's only an hour and a half long. Well, halfway through it, I'm going, hasn't it been an hour and a half? (laughs) It's a beautiful movie, beautifully made, and completely uninteresting as far as story Mm-hmm. And I, I, I hated the story they came up with. It just, it, to me, just ripped the guts out of, out of the story of Sleeping Beauty. So, you know, so I wasn't that impressed. But it is a very beautiful movie. I will give it mm-hmm. that. But um, really, if you want an awesome retelling of Sleeping Beauty plus a lot of other things get in there, read Beauty. It's, mm-hmm. it's an incredible book. It will change your life. <laughs>
0: And you don't say that about many
1: books. No, I don't. I don't. It's, it's like one of my top three books. Mm-hmm. It's one of those books I need to reread every now and then. And I was just thinking, I might have to reread it now to get Maleficent out of, you know, <laughs> get that taste out of my mouth. But, um, yeah. So let, let's stop lumping sci-fi and fantasy together, unless they truly belong together, as they mm-hmm. do in the case of that book.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: Okay. All right. Good. We're, that's settled.
0: Yeah. Um... <laughs> Before we get back to uh, the list, I would just like to to mention something that um, was from the last show, and I forgot to put it on our list for this show. But um, as we had heard from um, one of our listeners last time, there is footage on YouTube (gasps) of people who did the Star Trek adventure in uh, Orlando. Uh, did you watch the clips that I no, sent you the link I,
1: to? No, th- I have actually been very, very busy lately. I mean, okay. even at work, I've been busy.
0: Okay, so. well, I will post the links on on the um, the notes to this show, and people should go and watch them because they are amazing. The clips are absolutely oh. amazing. And I'm so sorry that we didn't get to do it while it was there because I just can't believe that they did this. It is, it is so, like... Um, well, I'll just – I'll explain what it is, and then you have to go and watch it. So it's exactly as described as uh, – it was Captain Ho, right? Yes. gave us the, the email. So um, there's a little prep part of it in which um, Bill and Leonard are attempting to give you advice about mm-hmm. how to play the characters. And they do have this very jokey, you know, like 10-second argument over who's the, the more important character, which is quite amusing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get dressed up in the uniforms from um, the second movie. And it really looks like you're there on the set. It's a quite good job of CGI-ing you mm-hmm. in. And then there's all the characters who are doing their lines. And McCoy... Uh, amazingly has the most lines of anybody else Really, in in the cast. Yeah. Like why they gave him the starring role. I don't know. DeForest Kelly must've been like, look, damn it. If I'm going to be in this, you better give me more lines than anybody else. Yeah. Okay. Um, So he's in it and, and Nichelle Nichols is in it and, and is in it and everybody's in it. They're all in it. And it, it's just a a little, um, when was, I got to interrupt. When does it look like this was produced based on what they look like? It looks pretty late. Um, so they all look kind of old and, you know, So probably movie era, late movie era? Oh, definitely. Late movie era, definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, they, they all look like they put on a little weight and, you know, but they were game, you know, they're all doing their best and, and I gotta say, you know, they're, they're, they're doing 100% of their roles. Nobody looks like they're phoning it in. They really look like they're committed to it. Oh,
1: I love these guys.
0: And um, it, there's a little plot thing that happens where, um, you know, you're on the ship. And in the, with a the clip that I saw, it was so cute. It was a, a dad and his daughter who must have been like 12 oh. or something. And the dad was the captain and the daughter was Spock. Oh. It was so cute. And um, so the dad is there instead of Kirk. And they have an encounter with a Klingon ship. And the Klingons are expecting it to be Kirk. And then there's a battle. And then you end up beaming over to the Klingon ship and (gasps) bluffing them into (gasps) thinking that you're going to blow it up. And then you get transported back. And it's just amazing. It's like they've crammed all this little plot into, you know, whatever, four minutes or however long it is because it's quite short. And it's just so cool. And it's so cute for, you know, to see these people trying to act. You know, because they can't act. They're just normal they're people. They're just people, and yeah. They're just people, but they look so thrilled to be there. And the, and the girl is, like, trying her best to be a Vulcan and, and, you know, screwing up her lines a couple of times. And you can tell that the, the lines are written on cue cards that are pasted to the walls. Uh-huh. So you can see them sort of looking around at it. But it is amazing. And it I just can't believe that they did this. It must have cost so much money.
1: That's what I was going to ask is, what did you pay to do this?
0: I, I don't know, but it looks very professional. You know, the costumes look good, and they must have done um, pretty serious makeup because, I mean, you know what it looks like when you're filming. Yeah. And you don't have movie makeup on. Like, you look horrible. You look mm-hmm. like you're dead. So they must have put serious movie makeup on, and even her Vulcan ears looked pretty good, oh, you wow. know? wow. So I encourage everybody to go watch this thing because it's it's amazing. And so... If you and I had done it, it would have been the best thing ever, and well, I totally would have been the Vulcan just to be, like, the snarkiest Vulcan in Starfleet. <laughs> and you could have been Kirk, and you could have been Kirk, like, being Brandt and it would have been great. <laughs> you would have been Brandt. Well, oh. um, l- listeners, as,
1: as Lena says, go look at this. I'm going to have to do it, too. And then we have to start a campaign to get this revived.
0: Uh, they've got the footage. And I mean, they could easily do it. They could do it anywhere.
1: I know. They just uh, – and you know, I, I, I don't, I don't care if you know if they do it in the basement of the Kremlin. You and I <laughs> will pay whatever to get over there and,
0: and be Kirk and Spockified. Oh, and have our
1: our outer space adventure.
0: Oh, it's so amazing! It's just so amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, also from a follow up from the last show, wonderful little Sarai has <laughs> recorded. Or her dad has videotaped her reviewing um, the uh, the uh, Alice in Wonderland episode, uh, as she shore calls it, him. shore leave, and they go on vacation. <laughs> this is my favorite one so far of the three she's done, oh, uh, because great. she's talking about him fighting with Finnegan a lot. Oh, good, yeah, and she's she's saying either. Because he beated him up or he bullied him up <laughs> when he was little and in school, so he he just wanted to fight him, and he chops him with his hands. That's that, you know, double fist thing. Uh-huh. Like it's like you hit him twice, but you hit him once. You know, she yep. just, she picks up on everything, and the thing is, I think she's really turning into a huge fan of Dr. McCoy oh, because great. she gets his humor so well, and she's she's saying, and he says. When I peek, it's in the line of duty. And then she laughs. She's just so delighted with it. So, you know, I posted that on Facebook. Everybody has to go look at it. And I had also posted a comment on the YouTube page um, saying, oh, I can't wait till she does Mirror Mirror. And I think it was the dad responded to me saying she is going to do that, and it's going to be right before – they released the episode, and I don't know what it was. It was, you know, something one of those fan films is doing, oh. like a, a revisit to that or or something. So, so we will get her take on that.
0: I can't wait. That's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Yes, yes,
1: but you got to go look at that. It's oh.
0: That's great. Um, well, okay, we should take a break in a minute. But okay. Before we do, I really want to just mention this picture, which I'm going to put up with the show notes um, of Bill. Mm-hmm. With his grandson. Yes. Playing very intensely, very, very intensely. Hungry, hungry hippo.
1: Yes. Isn't that a great picture?
0: I love this picture for so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I love the caption. Who put this caption I don't on know. This? this was put up on the Shatner
1: Facebook, and somebody said, um, you know, this is obviously a, a personal family photo, not a publicity mm-hmm. thing. And is Bill comfortable with this? You know, and mm-hmm. it didn't turn into an ugly debate. But I said, I'm sure if he is not, Paul will take this down. Yeah. And I, I, of course, copied it instantly. I don't care what Paul does. But, um, yeah, so I don't know who wrote that caption.
0: Well, this is what the caption says. This is an absolute terrible quality picture, but it's acceptable because it's William Shatner at home playing with his grandson, sitting on the floor, playing Hungry, Hungry Hippos.
1: Yes. Now, his grandson, I believe, is now like college age. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's an an older picture. This is not a college student playing Hungry, Hungry Hippos. No,
0: he's like a four-year-old or something. Yeah,
1: well, maybe six or so.
0: So, Bill is sitting there on the floor... um, Wearing sweatpants and, and like, a big old sweatshirt and moccasins. Mm -hmm. And he's sort of hunched over. And they are, in fact, playing Hungry, Hungry Hippos. And Bill's look of seriousness and concentration is amazing. That's what I picked up on instantly, was knowing how competitive
1: Bill is, I really felt sorry for the kid. (laughs) Because I think even though it's his grandson, Bill is not going to let him win. Win.
0: No way. That would
1: be sending the wrong message.
0: He is taking it so, so seriously. <laughs> he he is focused. Mm-hmm. He's completely focused on what's going on there. He he is just into the game of Hungry Hungry Hippos. Well, yeah. It's so good. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm looking at Bill, and I'm wondering if he's got slightly Star trek and sideburns going on there. Mm. Do you think? Could it have been during one of the movies? Well, let me
1: take a look.
0: Let's see, because I don't Maybe. have...
1: I don't have it right in front
0: of me. Yeah, maybe growing out a little bit. Um I also want to mention about this picture that Bill is wearing the kind of moccasins that my dad always wore. <laughs> really? So yeah, totally. So I looked at that and I was like, "Oh my god, he's wearing my dad's moccasins." No, those are not Star Trek uh
1: sideburns. Okay. No, they're 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 square.
0: Just square. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Bill! Oh Bill! Oh, imagine what game game night was like at, at the Shatners. <laughs> well, oh I'm God. sure
1: after one or two game nights, nobody wanted
0: to play. <laughs> the worst games of Monopoly ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh Dad, no! no. I don't want to play it anymore. Can I please have a do-over? No, there are no do-overs. <laughs> Oh, can't we do the fast version of Monopoly? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's take a break, and when we come come back, back. we're going to have an Etsy segment,
0: right? We have an Etsy segment, and we have a comic book review. Oh, yes, yes, this is wonderful. Okay. Yeah, it's good. All right, we'll be right back. All right. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We love our listeners and we love hearing from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at at gmail.com and leave comments at at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com Check us out on Facebook too. Still recording on the trusty MacBook Pro.
1: Hello, we're back. We are back. And now that we've discussed the Hungry Hungry Hippos picture, (laughs) we have another picture that was again posted to Shatner's uh, Facebook group. And this is from an episode of Mission Impossible that he appeared in. And the picture, he, he's, he's got a mustache, he's got s- gray hair, and he honestly looks a lot to me. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Moon Over Parador? Mm,
0: yes, I have, Okay, actually. where Richard yes.
1: Dreyfus is imitating a South American dictator?
0: Yes. That's mm-hmm. what Bill looks like. <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to point out that um, the toupee he's got on has the Kirk flip in the front for his hair. yeah. So that's kind of funny. But it's um, an interesting picture. It is. It's a very interesting picture. So, um, we, we found out that this was from an episode of Mission Impossible that's called Encore. And I found a summary of it online, so let me read a little bit of it. Uh, this was originally aired on September 25th, 1971, so it's not that long after Star Trek was right, canceled. just two years. Yep. And here here is a plot summary and I'm taking this from a website that's called TV Time with Bob and it's a guy named Bob who writes summaries of TV shows and it seemed fairly amusing so I will read some of it. So as we know, Mission Impossible is the story of the IMF, uh, that's the super secret government branch where all the agents have really awesome hair, and which is true. Uh, the, the team leader, Jim Phelps, uh, he gets his assignment of the week to ascertain a confession and evidence against a murderer, mobster, all-around evil guy named Thomas Kroll, William Shatner. Kroll is in his 60s and just exploded a hospital where a little old lady was about to snitch on him. So we know he's bad to the bone. He blew up the whole hospital? Apparently. That's what it says. So IMF decides to, wait for it, make Kroll believe he has traveled back in time. <laughs> and he has written, to save some humpback whales, which is crossed out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, travel back in time to 1937 to date the date he first met the woman he would ultimately kill in that hospital. Yes, you read that right. Okay, let's break this down for a minute, shall we? <laughs> they drug crawl with a hot towel and kidnap him and give him a makeover. How can they make a 60-something guy with a limp appear to be in his 30s again, you ask? Well, they cover his face with wax and other magical elements and shoot his bad leg with a drug that will take away his limp. Jim Phelps has rented out a film backlot and meticulously created at least two blocks of Kroll's old neighborhood, right down to the buttermilk in his icebox. Oh, and I should mention that all of this appears to have been done in about 24 hours. Well,
1: yeah, it's Mission Impossible.
0: Like I said, this is nuts. (laughs) And, And it would be completely laughable if it wasn't done with complete conviction from everyone involved. Also, the viewer has to take a huge leap of faith, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to watch a show called Mission Impossible without muttering, that's impossible to myself, (laughs) at least twice in a given episode. I like that. Yeah. Um, And even though the premise is uh, far-fetched, writer Ron Livingston creates some really smart complications among the impossible leaps. For example, the magic face wax and leg drug will only work for six hours. (sighs) And Kroll doesn't act stupidly for a man in his situation. He scrubs his face thoroughly to ensure there's no makeup to make him look younger. He rushes to a window when he hears a plane overhead. It's a 1930s plane Phelps had fly over to help him with his cover. These guys think of everything. Boy, yeah. More than that, above and beyond the time travel trick, we are witness. What we are witness to is a very elaborate mind game, almost a game of chess between a mostly unseen Phelps and Kroll's better instincts. Yes, there are a thousand different ways the story is implausible, and also a thousand ways that Kroll could make the team. I don't care, because while the episode is playing, it's all too much fun. Livingston actually takes more time than one would expect at turning Kroll into a legitimate character. Of course, any 60-something guy magically back in the body of a 30-something would immediately want to chase him tail. (laughs) And that's what Krull does, taking the woman he will eventually kill to a movie and making none too subtle remarks about wanting to get with her. That's just creepy on so many levels. Is she played by Joan Collins? You know, it doesn't say who played her. (laughs) Uh, Is it a Clark Gable movie? (laughs) It doesn't say. Uh, so I'm going to skip the rest of it because I don't want to actually read it. Because okay. if we watch it, I would like to. Yes, yes. Let's not have any more spoilers. Yeah. So that's the plot. That's oh, what happens. And yeah, to watch say, this. It doesn't say who the woman is. So yeah, that sounds really interesting, doesn't it?
1: And you know what else? If it turns out to be as as good and juicy as I think it is, we've got to make Will the thrill aware of this.
0: Oh, he would love that. That could <laughs> be a great thrillville movie, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. oh i
1: 'm so glad that uh, somebody posted this picture and that you did a little research on it. I think yeah we got we've got to make some effort there to see that
0: yeah, that sounds great that'll be a lot of fun all right, well, um, flip a coin, which do you want first, Etsy or um, the comic book comic book okay so uh, as listeners will remember. Um, IDW is now putting out uh, more comic books in the series that started with the one that I talked about before, where uh, they're taking the pictures in, in the um, photo novel series type thing yes. and making more of them because the first one was very successful. So the new one is out, just out, as a matter of fact, a couple weeks ago. And the series is being published under the title Star Trek New Visions. Mm -hmm. And it's being done by John Byrne, who did the first one. And uh, as with the one before, they're really long. So this new one is 49 pages long. And it's pretty much 49 pages of story, which is good for a comic book these days. Yeah. So um, this one is about the Mirror Universe, Mm -hmm. which is very exciting. And I was like, oh, it's a Mirror Universe story. And I got to say, this one was a lot better than the first one. I really, really enjoyed this. Oh, good! Yes, I I was happy. They 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 did. It was a lot more um, adventurous. So it it stuck a lot less closely to the. I don't want to say the plot because the first one just kind of took an idea from where no man and expanded on a little bit like it just went a little bit to the side this one is just totally original and I think that's what these things need to do yes is to take sort of a bit of a concept from one of the original episodes and go crazy like just do something really crazy that you couldn't do in a series <laughs> you can do yes. it in a comic book and that's what this one did so oh. that's why it was good. So um, I will give lots of spoilers. If you're planning on reading this, I'm going to give away a lot of what happens in the plot because I think that's necessary. So if you are planning on buying it and reading it and you don't want to know what happens, just skip ahead a couple of minutes until you get to uh, the Etsy segment. Okay. Um, So basically the plot of this one is that um, on our enterprise in current day, uh, the people in the mirror universe have found a way to... Come to our universe through stuff, technology, magic. It doesn't matter how it happens. Okay. (laughs) Techno babble. Uh, So what has happened is that Mirror Kirk wants to come to our universe and sort of take things over because he sees it as a place where he can do conquest. Because in the Mirror universe, as we know, uh, Mirror Spock decided to take our Kirk's advice and sort of take over the Enterprise. So he decided to have Mirror Kirk thrown in the brig and he's going to take over the ship and and enlist Marlena Moreau to help him using the Tantalus device and blah, 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 blah. Just so, like Kirk um, told him to. Just like Kirk told him to, because our Kirk always knows best. He's right. he's the guy. He knows what's going on. So, that's um, why he's Mirror, goddamn captain. That's right. So Mirror Kirk decides he's going to come to our universe, and because he's so much smarter and better and more cunning and everything, he's going to take over. So he comes over here to our Enterprise and is sneaking around and doing stuff, <laughs> and um, Mirror Spock figures out that he's done this and comes over here too. Uh, so now we've got Mirror Kirk and Mirror Spock running around on the Enterprise. And nobody and, knows they're there. Well, uh, for a little bit, but okay. then they very quickly figure it out. And it turns out that Mirror Spock is now a good guy. Mm-hmm. And you know this because he shaved off his beard no so that he way. Could blend. He did. He really did. He shaved <laughs> off his beard so that he could blend in a little bit better oh with everybody else. And they actually show him shaving off his beard. Oh, I was like, "Ah, that's so funny." <laughs> But you know, the beard shaving actually doesn't last that long um, because I guess they figured it was too hard to tell him and regular Spock apart, so yeah. um, he he grows it back like in an hour, like in an hour. Well, and there's <laughs> actually that's one a of a those little...
1: Vulcan things, you know, like no, the extra no, island. they
0: they explain it away. McCoy gives him some special, like fast beard grow magic stuff, <laughs> miracle his... grow for your he face. Does. He gave him he gave him Vulcan miracle grow for his face. <laughs> Okay, I'm loving this. It's great. It's awesome. I mean, this is what you should do, right? If right. you're going to do a comic book about Star Trek, just throw everything in there, <laughs> anything that you can think of. Um, the one sad thing that happened was back in the Mirror Universe, when, uh, right before Kirk decided that he was going to escape, uh, he was, he was going to start using the Tantalus device to start taking people out, mm-hmm. you know, that he thought were betraying him. And he killed Mirror Uhura. Oh, yeah. So she's not there anymore. And that made me sad. Bummer. I know. Cause she was so awesome. Yeah. All right. So here we are back in our universe and, um, some stuff happens. And then suddenly mirror Kirk is gone from our ship. Where did he go? He transported away. Uh, oh, he's made common cause with, Khan. Um, nope. Uh, Trillane. Nope. Um, Hitler. Close. Joan Collins. No, the Klingons. Oh, of course. <laughs> Specifically Kor. Oh, I, I okay. love Kor. Okay. He's one of my favorite Klingons. He's awesome because he's sort of suave and urbane and funny at the same time. Is Kor the one who was in the, uh... The Organians. The Organian. Okay, yes. I like yeah. Kor, too, then. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's good. So he, he and Kor are together, and it turns out that in the Mirror Universe, um... The Empire had stolen the cloaking technology from the Romulans. So, Mirror Kirk, okay, this is complicated. Mirror Kirk took the cloaking technology from the Romulans in the Mirror Universe and gave it to the Klingons in our universe. Wow. Got it? Okay? (laughs) Okay. Does he have to reverse the polarity? Probably. Okay. I don't know. So there he is, and now it's Mirror Kirk with the Klingons versus Our Kirk and the two Spocks on this side. And that's right, and that's basically where this is happening.
1: Oh boy.
0: I know. So there's a whole bunch of... Th- there's some complicated plot shit in here that I could not figure out that was, like, who's beaming where and what's going on and which side is Mirror Scotty on. I couldn't <laughs> even figure that out. doesn't oh, matter. Mirror Scotty's in there, huh? He's in there, too. I don't know. Didn't matter. Totally didn't matter what happened. Okay. Um, so um, let's see. I'm, I'm just reading some of these things in here. Um, they have some space battles, which are pretty good. Um, And, of course, our Kirk manages to outwit Mirakirk, and eventually um, he beams over to the Klingon ship and um, gives Mirakirk a chance, you know, to redeem himself, but Mirakirk decides, you know, he he can't live within the confines of our society, so he escapes because he's smart, too. Um, so, this, well, go ahead. Finish. I'll, okay, so I'll um, hold questions. So he escapes, and we don't know what happens to him until the very end of the comic. Um, but, but because the Organian peace treaty is still in place, Kirk and Kor still can't fight with each other. Okay. So um, they agree that they're going to have to disagree, and because the Klingon ship is about to blow up. Um, Kirk agrees to take Kor back to the Enterprise and all his crew, and then they're just going to wait until the Klingons send a rescue ship to take them back into Klingon space, thus averting a war with the Klingons, which is a good thing. Everybody agrees that that's a good thing. Because okay. they, they didn't really want to have a war. So, okay. Th- that all gets resolved. And Mirror Spock agrees that he's going to go back to his universe and, and, again, do what Kirk told him to do, which is to make things better over there. Okay. So... What happened to Mirror Kirk? Hmm. Yeah. no. All right. Here it comes. So he, because he's smart, um, he was able to use the Klingon transporter to transport himself to a different universe, another parallel universe, because there are lots of other parallel universes out there. Wow. Hmm. What's going on in this universe? Well, it's another enterprise, but it's not what he thinks it is. It turns out it's a universe where the women are in charge. Oh, my God. What could be more horrible? Guess who's captain of the Enterprise? It's Ahura. Yay! Yay! (laughs) So let me just read you the dialogue because this was brilliant. This is the last page of the comic, right? Okay. So he he transports to the ship, and there are some crewmen there. And um, one of them says... um, I can't believe it. He's dead. We saw him die. Kirk, how did you do this? And why were you so crazy as to come back? And the other crewman says, how and why don't matter. We're on the security cams. We've got to report this or we'll end up like he did. So they reported and said, "Uh, we found an intruder. It's Kirk. And then a voice says, Kirk, impossible. Bring him to the bridge at once. And then the guy says, sorry, Kirk, you know, we have to. And Kirk says, get out of my way. If someone other than me is captain of this ship, I want words with him now. So they drag him up to the bridge. And the bridge scene is Ohura sitting in the captain's chair, and everybody else on the bridge is a woman. And one of the women says, "Mm mm-mm, is that what the well-dressed slave is wearing this season? If it is, I like. And Ohura says, stand down, ladies. (laughs) Kirk goes, Ohura! And one of the other um, crewmen crew women says, "That's Captain Ohura. And then she looks at and him they're and she's, "Are all in- band?" Yes. And she looks at him and the the shot that they took of Ohura is so brilliant because I don't know what episode this is from, but she just has this look on her face like i am going to smack you and she says well 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 it is you i don't know how i don't know how you accomplished this resurrection but i'm delighted to see you again after all how many women get to see their old lovers skinned alive twice <gasps> <laughs> wow the end that is
1: very Twilight Zone.
0: Isn't that amazing? So that was like the best ending that this could possibly have had. Okay. I was just like, yay. I, I love it. I love it. So there you go. That's how it ends. I am so glad it ended
1: with Captain Uhura. I, the I was all just. All girl
0: band. I we're all girl band. It's great. Oh. It was great um so there were just a couple other things i wanted to mention one is that um back on the the mirror enterprise at the beginning mm-hmm. um after spock has mirror kirk arrested for whatever he had him arrested for he gives him to to sulu for interrogation and sulu puts him in the agony booth so we get to see him shirtless in the agony booth Ooh. Which is pretty nice. That's pretty nice. Yeah. And then um, Sulu says something like, um, I interrogated him for 16 hours, but he wouldn't break. Which is like, of course. Because <laughs> he's Kirk. He's Kirk. Yeah. He would never break. Why even, um, why even waste the, why? the energy, the, your power for the agony booth, you know? Exactly. Um, and then, let's see, what page is this? Um, there's another page uh, on page 42. I'll have to show you this, and maybe I'll have to do a screen cap of it. But... Um, where Mirakirk is walking down the hallway on one of the enterprises and the particular shot that they have of him walking down the hallway is one of those where it was like he was showing so much basket <gasps> it's it's amazing i'm looking at it I was like whoa i can't believe they put this in the comics <laughs> <laughs> it, it's pretty it's pretty obscene oh so, man that was nice to see you know they could have even they could have cropped it so you didn't have to see it yeah. they didn't they didn't crop it no, no, no. bravo bravo yeah good, so good work for them team. For leaving that in there, yeah, so I can hardly recommend this one. I really, really enjoyed the heck out of this one. It was good. it was fast paced um, the art I thought the um, selection of images was better. It was a lot less distracting in this mm-hmm. one. you know, I was saying about the last one that there were too many places where they had taken images that were too recognizable uh-huh. where you would just look at them and go, "Oh, I know what episode that this is from, and in this one, they took images that were more generic where you couldn't place the episode immediately. I mean, there are some where you'd look at it and go, mm-hmm. oh, I know which one that is, but it was a lot more, um, you know, it just flowed better where you could just look at it and not go, Oh, this is from that. And this is from that. And this is from that. So that definitely worked. And it was just fun. It was a really fun, fun story. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. I think it's going to be great, which is going to be out in July. <gasps>
1: Well, that is a pretty exciting story. Yeah. Wow. wow.
0: And not just because it was a, unir- a mirror universe story. Although either. that it didn't just, hurt. Didn't hurt. Never hurts.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, want to see this. I want to, I, wa- I definitely want to see that last page, but I also want to see Spock shaving. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the basket in the hallway.
0: Yeah, of
1: course. Because Why not?
0: it's great it is just so great yeah there's Spock shaving I, I was thinking about it I'm looking at him like uh, saying are they actually going to show him shaving it's like, oh, and there he is with a little Vulcan razor in his hand
1: oh my god
0: oh it's crazy hey um, in
1: Uhura's all girl band was there a Vulcan woman
0: you know you can't quite see let me jump to the last page here hold on a second there's only one shot of that, and I don't, I don't think so. Mm, okay. Okay. But there's, there's three of them are wearing red uniforms. Mm-hmm. One is wearing blue and her is wearing gold, of course. And then there's another woman wearing gold. Hmm. Must
1: so be Geraldine Mitchell. I don't know.
0: Um, Yeah, Caroline. Uh, One other thing that I was really pleased about was that um, earlier in the story, we get to see um, um, Lieutenant Masters, Charlene Masters. Oh, okay. Who who was always one of my favorite characters Uh because she was just cool. She was in... um, one of the was she in Dagger of the Mind? I can't remember. But no, that
1: was Helen Noel. Oh
0: no, no, but she was in. I can't remember which episode, but she was in. But she was good. She was like a very competent crew person. Mm-hmm. I think she was third season though. Was she? Now yeah. I'm going to have to yeah. to look it up. But Ooh. anyway, it, it was cool that she was in it, and I was like, "Yay, Masters!" Yeah. It was good to see her again. Yeah, she's good. I think she was only in like two episodes. Yep. Yeah. So kudos for putting, you know, a, a recognizable minor character in and giving her some speaking lines and something to do. Yeah. Oh, that's that great. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, would you mind if we save the Etsy segment for the next show? Oh, not at all. Because uh, we're at time or close to time and my voice is going. Aw. So um, uh, I think we should, we should uh, call it quits for tonight.
0: Sure, we can do that. Okay. The Etsy stuff will always wait because, believe me, that shit's not going anywhere. <laughs> believe you me, <laughs> oh, okay. it is not well, going anywhere. We'll
1: save that Etsy segment for when we're recording when we're together.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. And we can look at the stuff in person and um, it will be amusing. Uh, you will like the stuff that's there. Yay. There's There's some really good stuff and, of course, there's some really crazy stuff. Yes. That is what we like. So, uh, listeners, thank you very much for joining us. If you're going to enter that contest to win the tickets to see Bill in Las Vegas, let us know about it. Because, um, you know, we'd like to know what you're going to do and what you're going to tell Bill for, you know, convincing him. Right, right. Wow. That, that you should get it. Okay. you know what we're going to say. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's great. <laughs>
1: yes, and do let us know, you know, if you're going to be at the con, we want to see
0: you. Yep, we are going to be there, and we're going to be having a great time, and uh, it's going to be an awesome con. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Okay, see you soon. Okay, bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.